Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 66 and that's the last book. So it's pretty cool that we've gone through, for those of you who have have, uh, been with me throughout this entire journey of Isaiah, I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And before we move on and we start with word of prayer and whatnot, I just wanted to kind of give you some some insights or just let you know what I'm doing um, just to share more because this is my journey and it's your journey and you know, we're trying to get closer to God. And so I just thought I'd share with you a little bit about the, uh, the Bible I'm using, the tools I'm using and something that just happened today that, um, I found pretty useful. So anyways, I use a, a app that is, um, it's called the olive tree app, um, application. And it's just a, it's a free Bible app and it's really good. And I can pick for free up to five different versions of the Bible to read. So I can use New Testament, King James, New King James, you know, so on and so forth. And then it also has free um, uh, concordances and study tools that are available also. Along with you, then they have others that you can buy and whatnot. And that's how they are supported. And a lot of it's very interesting. I've enjoyed enjoyed it. Well, I just recently found some of their free, uh, commentaries on the Bible. And so two of them that I downloaded, you know, I downloaded two and along with dictionaries, there's a dictionary of the Bible and there's a few other, um, ones also about the, you know, that are free that help give some additional insight. And one of them that I, I pulled down and I started looking at today um, this morning was a, it was Matthew Henry's concise commentary of the whole Bible. It would have to be concise because you're covering the whole Bible. Right. And so, but it's very interesting. It's very good. It's very useful. And so I was looking at it and I looked at Isaiah and the introduction of Isaiah. And then it has for each chapter, it also has commentary throughout And, but more importantly, right at the beginning, it has maybe three or four, whatever the main points are of that chapter. And so it would would have been great, right, for all of Isaiah. But I went back and I just looked at their description of Isaiah and what, what they had to say about who he was and just a little bit more guidance and, and insights. And I mean, there was, there were pages of information. And, you know, so I'm not going to go over all that, but the, the key that I really took away from it was Isaiah is known as the evangelical prophet. He focused more than any other prophet about the deliverance of that the Messiah will bring and the future Messiah. And he often couched it or veiled what the, the prophet will, or the Messiah will do by speaking about Babylon and deliverance from Babylon by, by Israel. And so he often talked about a greater deliverance than just being rescued from the oppression of Babylon by the Israelites. And you can really, when I, when I read that, I could really see that 
throughout the life of that book and throughout all the chapters. And so very, very cool to see that and gain that additional insight. Um, whenever he did talk about deliverance from Babylon, generally there was also the deliverance of the people in a, in a larger way and pointing to the Messiah. And then here in 66, he's just wrapping up and, you know, the, the three main points for chapter 66 is God looks at the heart of the people and, you know, really sees where they're at. And that's why when we read a little bit about the sacrifices, he's basically being a little bit um, tough on the people, describing their sacrifices in a, a very poor light. He then also talks about in the second portion of the, of the chapter, the increasing of the church when the Gentiles and Jews are all gathered together with the Redeemer. And that's basically chapters, I believe, 5 through 14. And last is just at the end where Isaiah talks about and prophesies about the new, the new earth, the new heavens, which we heard about already once before, or maybe more than once. And how every enemy of the church shall be destroyed at the end times. So this is really about the end times also. And so the, fi you know, the final ruin of ungodly men will be seen. And so it's one of those, those situations where he ends with God looks at your heart. He really appreciates and loves the humble individual. He's increasing the church by gathering his true followers, Jews and Gentiles. And at the end days, the sinners, the people who would not repent, who would not turn to God, who were ungodly and evil, will see their last days. So with that, let's go ahead and open with a quick word of prayer. Father God, I thank you for this time. I'm grateful for all you do. I'm grateful for this book that we've read. All these chapters have been enlightening. And I just pray, Father, for you to continue to speak to our hearts. It's great to have commentary. It's great to have insight. But at the end of the day, none of that compares to you speaking to our hearts. And so, Father, I lift up this time. I lift up this learning. I lift up our hearts and our spirits and our minds. And I just pray that you would talk to us. And truly help us hear and see and understand what you want us to know and what you want us to truly love and appreciate about you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so verse 1. This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will, will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came, and so they came into being, declares the Lord. So this is where, you know, God's looking at, and he's looking at the heart. And apparently the Jews were usually very, very proud of their temples and the things they made. So he's looking at that, and he's, he's looking at the heart of the one and the people and where they're at in terms of their worship of him. So have you ever built something and... 
It was for somebody else. But the reality is you just, you were like, dang, this is, this is baller. This is big time. I am good. Instead of thinking about, wow, this is for God, or this is for this person. I'm so happy that they're going to, instead it's like, wow, people are going to be impressed. I did this. I think that's pretty much what he's talking about. He saw in the hearts of the Israelites. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, right? The fear of the, of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the contrite in heart, the humble, that's really what he has been getting said or been said throughout Isaiah. He wants those who fear him, who love him are humble, who do what's right. Not the ones who know everything and are arrogant. So, but whoever sacrifices a bull, which is expensive, so it's a big sacrifice, is like one who kills a person. And whoever offers a lamb is like one who breaks a dog's neck. Whoever makes a grain offering is like one who presents pig's blood. And whoever burns memorial incense is like one who worships an idol. They have chosen their own ways and they delight in their ab abominations. So he's looking at the heart and he's like, okay, people who are sacrificing these things are doing it for their own edification. Look at me. I'm doing this great thing is what is being indicated. So I will also choose harsh treatment for them and will bring on them what they dread. For when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, no one listened. They did evil in my sight and chose what displeases me. So again, God sees all, knows all. You can't, you can't hide it and then make up for it by doing some really big sacrifice. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your own people who hate you and exclude you because of my name have said, Let the Lord be glorified that we may see your, your joy, yet they will be put to shame. So they hate the people who are, who are humble. They hate the ones who tremble at the name of the Lord or at his word. And yet they go around spousing, you know, let the Lord be glorified. May we see your joy. And the God's like, yeah, no, I know the difference. Hear that up uproar from the city. Hear that noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord repaying his enemies all they deserve. Be sure, before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. Who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day? Or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Do I close up the womb that I, when I bring to delivery, says, the, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all of you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn over her. For you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breast. You will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. So here are the people who have been persecuted, who have been his people, his servants, who are humble, contrite, and tremble at his word, who have been mistreated by those who walk around saying, praise God, will now be comforted in a mighty way. They will be blessed and they will be comforted. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. 
Will you, you will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, but his fury will be shown to his foes. See, the Lord is coming with fire, and his chariots are like whirlwinds. He will bring down his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For with fire and with his sword, the Lord will execute judgment on all people, and many will be slain, will be those slain by the Lord. So at the end days, end times, you know, his people will be blessed, and their enemies will not. Those who consecrate and purify themselves to go into the gardens following one who is among those who eat the flesh of pigs, i.e. They, they're, you know, they're not following his word, who eat the flesh of pigs, rats, and other unclean things, they will meet their end together with the one they follow, declares the Lord. So all those people who have that, that belief that, oh, there's multiple ways to God. There's all the different ways. Well, they will follow those leaders to their own destruction. And I, because of what they have planned and done, am about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send some of those who survived to the nations, to Tarshish, to Libyans, to Lydians, to Tabul and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all your people from all nations to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord on horses and chariots and wagons and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them as the Israelites bring their grain offerings to the temple of the Lord in ceremonially clean vessels. And I will select some of them also to be priests and Levites, says the Lord. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord. So will your name and descendants endure. From, from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. And they will go out and look on the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. The worms that ate them will not die. The fire that burns, burns them will not be quenched, and they will be loathsome to all mankind the end <laughs> so it's a pretty uh, difficult description or you know unpleasant description of the end times of those who follow their own path or the path of others and not the way of God those will see destruction so the question I always have to ask myself am I one of the humble and contrite do I tremble at God's word? And that's all that's always in my heart up to interpretation and judgment. And generally I'm my own toughest critic. And I don't know the answer if I'm truly humble enough and tremble enough. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I hope God is pleased with me. But hope's not a plan. It's not, you know, it's not a strategy. So it's really 
I'm working on it. And that's what this journey is all about. So let's go ahead and wrap up with a quick word of prayer. Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this great book of Isaiah. I thank you for talking to us and speaking to us through, throughout time. That a prophet from two or 3,000 years ago can come and sp- can speak to us today is amazing. And I'm grateful for your, your willingness to give us this guidance. And I just pray that we would have listened correctly, that our hearts would have been open to what you were trying to tell us, tell me, and that I would have heard it and submit to you. I pray that I would really love you as you want us to love you, that I would truly love you with all my heart, my mind, and my soul. I pray also that I would love my neighbor as myself and better than myself because quite candidly, a lot of times I'm not a real fan of me. So Father, I just pray that I would do, that you would change my heart you would change me. I submit to your will. I submit to your guidance. I submit to you. And I just pray for my heart to be made how you want it to be made. My spirit to be filled as you want it. And I just pray for our nation. I pray for our leaders. I pray that you would touch them, that you would guide them, and that we wouldn't be a nation that brings you you sorrow and makes you angry, but that one that you could delight in. And I pray that our leaders would change our path so that we are and do become that again. I thank you for all you've done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much for joining me in this study of Isaiah. We'll start into the life of Jesus and try to correspond our readings with, uh, Easter and the crucifixion. So we'll start in there uh, tomorrow. And I just, again, thank you for joining me on this journey of just a guy and my journey back to God. Thanks and have a great day.